0: is the slowdown. Recently, I facilitated an online course on the celebrated American poet Galway Connell. In addition to being a phenomenal poet, he was also an impactful teacher of poetry. Like so much of what our teachers share, as advice about our writing, today's poem can also be applied to our life, off the page. Dry Spell by Lisa Sewell after Eileen Tabias and Joe Brainerd and in memory of Galway Connell. Afterwards, I remember some poems mistake the moment they are beginning for the end. I remember being among the first humans on Earth to see that the end of civilization and humans and other species and of eternity will come. I remember Tuckerman, the first American poet, to lament the destruction of our continent. I remember poems tipping to the right-hand side of the page because of punchy verbs, no adjectives, and nouns and verbs that forced the ninth or tenth syllable to do a lot of the heavy lifting. I remember the quest to find what gives the line integrity. I remember metaphor is wish fulfillment and simile is insight, that there is a resemblance that words control and a resemblance that words cannot bear. I took my form and meter from other animals and the natural world, which abounds in forms. I remembered D.H. Lawrence and Muriel Rukeyser, who praised the squeamish things in life. I tried to get away from flatness. I remember that rhyme and meter help light and shadow move across the page, and poetry as a kind of singing that raises language up. I remember meter raises the flaccid aspect of prose into poetry that otherwise would just be talk. I remember that stanza means little room. That form helps light and shadow move across the page. I remember the final syllable in a line carries power because it's the only one that doesn't have a word that follows. I remember the hermit thrush's pure vowels, the wolf's emotional cry of isolation, the humpback whale's jazz, that the gopher frog sings entirely out of consonants, all edge. I remember Williams's language becoming much more iambic when he was stirred, and Stevens using iams to produce a singing that can't be found in formal verse. I remember each singer has a repetitive way of speaking. I tried to attach myself to a tradition of chant and to find an unpredictable formality, to register the rhythms of my response to experience. I believe that free verse gives us a homemade world of our own. I remember praising poems that were just talk. I remember rhyme is like an inchworm that prays itself forward with inspection and faith and is given to those who believe. I remembered circularity and the melody of vowels. I remembered the word order we use in speech is so fixed in its rules that certain kinds of rhyme are impossible and certain rhythms are illegal. I remembered Dylan Thomas's worksheets always had a list of possible rhymes, I remember the greatest poems achieve the simultaneous production of sound and meaning without straining. I remember that voice brings music to a poem, but the music must remain in the words after the voice has broken. I remember the music of poetry creates an opening of the self and giving away of the self to the other. I remember Whitman's love of bodily life and Thoreau's unhappy reserve. I remember a word is a sound that means. I remember that language must be brought out of the self like lumps of physicality. I remember Ashap Mondostam, who is hard to translate because he was so intelligent. I remember Rilke and Christopher Smart Delmore Swartz and Behrman, Creeley and Allen Ginsberg and William Stafford, who, in his poem, thought hard for us all. I remember Gwendolyn Brooks and Muriel Rukeyser and very few other women whose poems made their way into that marble inner sanctum. I remembered the problem with some poets' work may be that they write with the affections. I remembered that everything that uses language is humanized. I remembered Paul Ceylon and the names that whispered to me down the years, and my own hands keeping silent. I remembered writing with the affections. I remembered the basic criteria for good poetry depends on a degree of sympathy, kinship, and respect. I remembered that song and poetry connect to us, the other creatures, who also sing. I remembered sending the poem to the next stomach like a ruminating animal until it tasted most of myself. And to put the right noises in the right order, like any good mammal. I remembered to make the poem unfold in consciousness. I remembered to address myself to everybody though no one was listening. I remembered to project emotion into time with the maximum amount of flexibility. I remembered fatigue is what makes cowards of us all, and cowardice can sometimes be mistaken for fatigue. I remembered the marathoner who knows to pass through the 21-mile wall and go beyond it. I remembered that even anaphora has its limitations. And I remember days wandering, wondering what, anyway, was that sticky infusion, that rank flavor of blood, that poetry by which I lived. <laughs> And sign up for our newsletter. And find us on Instagram at Show.